0: What's going on, friends and family? It is Wacky Wednesdays, and we are live. Yes, we are live. Usually, I got my buddy Derek here with me, but you know what? Guess what? Today is. It's his birthday. That's right. Hopefully, he's out there celebrating his birthday. He said he had a doctor's appointment. You know what I mean? So, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, you're having a good day, buddy. He said he may show up, so we'll have to see how that all goes and uh, see if he's really party or not. Well, I'm excited to uh, have our next guest on. We have my buddy J.R. Smith from the Veterans Ranch. He's going to be on here talking about what they got going on and what they do for the community. Um, Excited to have them on and he's going to join us for the Wacky Wednesday's hypotheticals right after uh, we talk about what he's got going on. But first and foremost, let's go ahead and bring on J.R. Smith, the vice president of the veterans ranch how we doing how sir
1: how y'all doing
0: hey can't complain like i said if i did no one really gives up you know what I mean? <laughs> you know how it all goes yes, sir. but uh i'm absolutely happy to have you on sir uh anytime we can find someone out there doing great things for the veteran community i'd love to have them on and talk all about it and let them know what we got going on what do we got going on with you jr
1: Greatly appreciate it, man. A big hey, y'all, to all y'all. For everybody that's not in the South, everybody knows the plural of y'all is all y'all. So, uh, so yeah, I am JR. I am the vice president, co-founder, and general chief cook and bottle washer of the Veterans Ranch. Uh, we were founded in Florida, Lakeland, Florida, for anybody that may know on the I-4 corridor, about halfway between Disney World and Tampa in 2017. Uh, 2020 we branched out into north texas so we are a two-state organization god bless texas you can go you can go on the website and get a uh, i help the veterans ranch come to texas t-shirt there's a slight plug there what do we do we provide free equine therapy services to our veteran and gold star family communities okay free of charge y'all signed your name on the dotted line potentially giving your last full measure of devotion for your country We don't talk that way anymore, but we need to get back to it. Gold Star families obviously sacrificed everything. And so there's no way we're charging you for the therapy services that we offer. What we do starts out real simple. We do a lot of basic horsemanship training. People ask us what we're certified in. Certified country boy that knows how to work with horses. So does my wife. So, you know, my dad is a a Vietnam veteran. He's the other founder. It's the three of us. Uh, that started all this we have a great team of an advisory board and a fundraising committee and so on and so forth but great people behind us um, you know we simply start honestly by putting one of these in your hand shout out to our sponsors at Decker Manufacturing and Keokuk Iowa that provide our grooming supplies to us for everybody that doesn't know horses are pack animals and prey animals okay okay Their defense mechanisms are run away. Their fight or flight's flight 99% of the time or bite you or kick you. That hurts like hell, but it's not a defense mechanism out of the (laughs) woods, right? With this grooming brush, we want you to start grooming a horse. What are you doing? You're working a rhythmic motion, detaching your brain a little bit, okay? In sales training, I've been self-employed over 20 some odd years. We would teach salesmen, leave your personal baggage at the door. It'll be there when you get back. The goal within the community is there to be less baggage to pick up when they get back to the door because a human's energy field is five to seven feet, okay? And outside of our mothers that had eyes in the backs of their head, most people can sneak up on you and you don't realize you're there. A horse can literally feel a gnat land on its back and knows everything about you 15 to 30 feet away. It's because of that intuitiveness of being that pack and prey animal, right? So, you know, we get you comfortable that horse is learning about you. You're learning about it. Long-term goal, whether it's one visit or 800 visits, the Veterans Ranch is going to be here for all y'all to, you know, eventually lay down any heavy coats of burden you're holding on to, maybe didn't even realize you're holding on to, and walk off a new and improved version of yourself, whatever that might be. Here, we do not believe veterans are broken, okay? Okay. I hammer people when they throw that term out there. It's not PTSD. It's not a damn disorder. Y'all have walked through something in life and a lot of people have to varying degrees. Okay, it's an injury if anything else, but it's post-traumatic stress. So we wanna teach you through God's majestic animal, the horse, how to deal with whatever it is you gotta deal with, whether you're SEAL Team 6, door kicker, tip of the spear, Or you were a clerk, like my uncle, okay? My dad was in Vietnam. My uncle was in Vietnam around the same time. My dad's running Marines upriver out of Nang. okay? Running the dual 50s on the front of the PBRs. My uncle was typing all the we regret to inform you letters that had to go home. Same kind of PTS, totally different versions. You know, my dad was seeing it all you know, the worst humanity had to offer on the front lines, my uncle was seeing the results of that, right? So that is that is our main goal, is to just make people better mothers, fathers, daughters, reintegrate back into society that we understand doesn't understand your world that you just came out of. You know, a world of acronyms and a chain of command that you have to follow, right? right? Corporate world, you've got... You know, people stepping on everybody left and right to try and get a promotion. There's there's no honor in it at all. You know, so there's there's we can cover a whole lot of stuff. but There's a whole lot of things we're going to be getting into as we grow and expand that are just going to offer absolutely amazing things of training and and getting back into what us civilians call the real world. You know that sometimes your world was more of a real world with a better structure than most people deal with on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, we need more outlets out there for sure in the veteran community because, you know, there's some people out there that need, that love riding horses or love, you know, that kind of life and need that kind of stuff. There's also people out there that love to read books or they have this or that. So, the more outlets that we can get, there's a large population of veterans that come out. I mean, the one thing is, when you go in, you're going to come out. You know what I mean? And, and all of us are going to eventually be veterans at some point in time. And I think a lot of everybody looks, at, you know, for one, you lose that camaraderie kind of because we all serve together. And then, you know, we, we, we come together and then we all go off our, our separate ways. And then we go back to our hometowns and it's sometimes it's not the same, you know, it's not the same as it was when you were going to school, you know, before you joined, you kind of, and then once you, when you go in the military, you come out in a different, you know, have a whole different output. So to speak,
1: there's, there's no way you can be the young, dumb, 18 year old kid stepping on the yellow boot prints off the bus because right. you're not that kid anymore. After eight weeks of boot camp, you're not that kid anymore. There, yep, there's no absolutely. way you can be. Right.
0: What's yeah. going on, Donald and Derek? This is my buddy, Donald Dunn. He uh, has a podcast, Two Drunk Dudes in a Gun Room. And uh, he also is uh, the the big man on at a gun room radio that I was talking about. So uh, welcome in. What's going on, Donald? All right, so... Uh, the phyllis said more let's go ahead and uh kind of take a look at your uh guys's website a little bit too we'll kind of dive in there and see how people uh can get involved
1: yeah so you know we try and create a lot of ways right not all don- donations are financial to say a nonprofit needs money is kind of like waiting for captain obvious to come dancing across the screen <laughs> you know of course we do do we write the big question would well, you guys apply for grants hundred percent. As many as my, I keep my grant writer busier than you can believe, but it's about a four to six month process. Um, you know, some grant take longer to fill out. It may take six months just for one grant. Then you get yes, no, or a partial, right? They, they, You might put in for 50 grand and they give you 10. Don't get me wrong. I'm never disappointed with that. It just means you got to get other funding from other places to maybe finish something. Um, studies have proven out there that by and large, it is Joe Sixpack sitting around the kitchen table that are given nineteen dollars a month, fifty dollars a month, whatever you know they can afford to do. That is the largest donor section of nonprofits. Reg- who it is? A veteran nonprofit could be St. Jude, Shriners, World Wildlife Foundation at two o'clock in the morning. So, so here you know you can go on and make a monthly or one-time donation. We have corporate level sponsorships as well. Yeah, you hit the you see the donate now. Um, there's going to be a new section on this coming very soon, um, where we are getting three horses donated to us. So you're going to be able to sponsor a horse, right? You'll be able to, you know, say, get updates as to what's going on with the horse, what we're doing with it, what it's helping veterans do and everything else. So you can write us the old school check if you want and mail it. Um, you know, but you can go online and do that as well. Um, there's other ways you can do things like you know we're in need of a trailer sponsor right now. Uh, somebody might actually you know in their business want to buy the trailer and give the trailer to us. That way they get a better ride off and it is you know check with your CPA. But it is a legal way to do that. You can start your own fundraiser. Let's say you want to start uh, a pool in your office, right? And you know you're kind of putting passing the hat, if you will and get everybody to kick in 20, 30 bucks and and make a donation. You can buy merchandise. Every time you buy merch, the proceeds go to the ranch. So you buy a pint glass, you buy a hat. You can see we've got very patriotic themes, right? We call everybody proud patriots because for everybody that didn't wear the uniform, you are a proud patriot. We're the 99% that support y'all, the 1% that wore the uniform. We got stuff for women. We got we hey, haven't yeah, done, like, yeah, we like haven't done way. a kids line yet. Yeah, people love the Hey Y'all T-shirt, yeah. um, especially in the South. You know, it's a big hit. Uh, if we get more demand for kids size stuff, we'll put out kids stuff, but we haven't done that yet. So you know, put your favorite pint glass. Maybe you're from Texas, or just a big fan of Texas, and you know you do that. We got stuff for Red Friday, right? Remember everyone deployed. Um, you name it, we've got all kinds of lines in there of different things. You can get the top left corner. That is a blanket. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You can get it uh, in a 50 by 60 or a 60 by 80. Uh, very comfortable. My mom, God lover, was one of the first ones to buy one. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, and she loves hers to death. You know, we're getting around to cool season. You know, I got friends up North and, and out in the Pacific Northwest, you know, they're already kind of burning fires because it's, it's getting kind of chilly. Uh, you know, the other night in Texas for the rodeo is still hundred degrees at the time they started the rodeo. So we're, you know, and I'm here in Florida, so it's still hot here, but there's, there's so many ways that you can get involved. Um, you can just, you can be spreading the word, right? I mean, you know, sometimes people, some people just, man, they can't even give 10 bucks. Right. And I get it. Life's been a bitch since COVID, you know, but you can share that word in your network to give people the opportunity for them to, you know, maybe do something. We talk about, you know, the struggles, okay? You know, we know the phrase 22 a day. This is the second thing we're fighting, okay? And I, I don't mean to sound morbid here for a second, but we if you've done enough research, you've seen the stats, okay? The DOD, if you trust government numbers, you must think the IRS is a great organization, okay? IRS, if you're watching, don't come at me. But (laughs) the point is, you know, DOD is putting out numbers saying, Oh no, it's 18 a day and going down. They're full of shit. Sorry. I'm just going to say it the way it is. Yeah. No, it's, it's not 22 a day. Sadly it is 44 to 60 a day. Right. The bottom line is one is too many, regardless of what number you believe in. Let's do our damnedest to get it down to zero one horse at a time. Right. I mean, you know, let's bring family units back together. Sadly, There's always going to be that person you think is fine. We all kind of know the acronym for fine. But, you know, the point is you might see them in the garage the next day swinging because they just don't tell you nothing. You know, I don't know if we ever get it to zero, but, man, we got to do a hell of a lot better job than we do. Um, You know, I I mean, that's that's the key, right? One horse at a time. Ninety nine percent of what we do is what's called groundwork meaning everything you learn on the ground translates to a saddle. Like you see these saddles here behind me. It was a Vietnam Marine retired that donated those. I got a couple more over here. You can't see. And, um, you know, we, we have a, uh, a good time when we get to using those eventually. But we want you to learn because you're not only learning how to take care of that horse and speak, quote unquote, to that horse. Okay, you are learning about yourself. Horses are blood pump and mirrors. So regardless, right? Whether it's anxiety, stress, fear, you could just be happy as a clam and kind of running too fast to a horse. Horse going to kind of go, whoa! <laughs> feeling good vibes here. I just don't know if I want to be around it. Right. right. So you know, I mean, they 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 are the most amazing intuitive animal I've ever met in my almost fifty-one years. If there's one better, I just don't know if you if people say elephants. I'm like, well, I'm not working with an elephant. So, you know, <laughs> I'll take horses. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, that's the key. We, we travel around Florida and Texas right now. We use other people's horses facilities. because, like a lot of nonprofits that get started. You have a lot of what? Passion, mission, drive. What do you not have a lot of? Money, right? Unless you get lucky right off the bat and get some benefactor that just pours into you the woman that started mothers against drunk driving started it in the bedroom of her deceased daughter. Now look at that organization, right? So we run this out of our house this is my family room saying a fancy green screen, but we are working on the long-term goal right now. We are moving the headquarters to North Texas. Okay. We've got property picked out. I'm not saying where yet, because I find out every time I say where the property sells and I got to go find another property, but it is North Texas. Uh, the eventual goal is 10 ranches in Texas, 10 in Florida. Uh, then we're going to probably branch into North Carolina and Tennessee. That gives us more than enough area for to, you know, because again, with enough resources, we can bring people in. Right. And we're going to have short term housing on the property where there's going to be some some like hardship cases where people need to get back on their feet. Now, they're not just getting three hots in a cot. You know, it's not horsey club med. But, you know, they're going to be out mucking stalls and learning how to work on a ranch and, and learn how to do agriculture work and get back on their feet, get their benefits lined up right, get their health in the right place. You know, there are some things that are well above my pay grade, get their head in the right place if they, you know, if that's an issue, right? And, and so then there's going to be some other cabins that you will pay for. Uh, like I said, all the therapy stuff and everything's free, but let's say there's four veterans that want to get together for an annual reunion. They'll pay to st- <clears throat> stay at the cabins, right? And we'll have on, on a 35 acre piece of property, we can have up to 20 horses. Okay. Cost for housing, my my wife and I have not 100% nailed that down yet. Um, I've got an idea. She's got a cheaper idea. And I'm trying to tell her look, we got to buy all the food and pay the cooks. And, you know, when you're looking at $6 for a dozen of eggs, you know, and $10 for bacon. Uh, That's a fluctuating number, but the um, uh, we'll we'll have all that posted on the website when it gets to that point. I'm kind of futuring folks here as to where we're going with all this and what you're going to be able to see. Um, You know, for on the veteran side, let's say the hardship case. Let's say you got a husband, a wife, uh, a couple kids. Okay, they're going to stay on the property free of charge. We'll even slightly put them on the payroll so they can get back to managing money and learning how to pay taxes and you know do all that stuff. And, you know, I used to love seeing transitioning services. OK, I graduated high school in 1991. Four of my buddies went into the core. Three of them went straight to the sandbox, you know, right out of high school. And and I so I, I didn't realize it then, but everything you do in life builds you up to where you are. So good friend of mine. I played football with him. Um, you know, he went in and you know, we're talking the mid 90s. You didn't have cell phones unless you could afford a four thousand dollar install in your car at a buck a minute. Right. So I knew he was home, but I couldn't get a hold of him, couldn't find him. Well, all of a sudden, the St. Louis County cop pulls me over because that's where I'm from originally. And, uh, you know, sir, step out of the car, please. Like, what the fuck, I do. You know? mm-hmm. So I get out of the car and it's my buddy from high school. I'm like, you know, so now everybody's uh. trying to figure out why I'm giving this <laughs> cop a bear hug. Right. <laughs> so I give you them Dale Earnhardt hugs, you know, around the neck and, you know, whatever. So I asked him, I was like, dude obviously you've been home a hot minute, you know, what did it, let's go get a beer. You can go do whatever you want. He goes, I don't know what it means to do whatever I want. He said, I couldn't wait to get out. But then when I got out, I didn't know what to do with myself. I missed that brotherhood sisterhood, a uniform, the daily task and routine. And that's why I became a cop for like 20 years. Right. You know, so, I mean, I learned those, those transition skills, timeline to answer that question. That really depends on you okay, the individual, because some people might make, like I've had people in the past, they make an appointment once, you know, whenever they can come, okay, once we get that 35-acre piece of property, then you're looking at a a six-day-a-week operation, now, you say, what about day seven, well, there's always something to do on a ranch, and I'm going to tick some people off here, and I expect to be made fun of, Sundays are for God, family, and NASCAR, and Dallas Cowboy football, I know we got embarrassed this past week to an 0-2 Mm. team from Arizona, but okay, you know, we didn't say we were going to go undefeated this year. So, you know. (laughs) I
0: I guess I wasn't uh, expecting you to say that you were a Cowboys fan being from Texas. I guess I was so. Yeah, well,
1: I've growing up in St. Louis, okay, we don't know how to hold on to a football team. We lost the Cardinals to Arizona. Then we get the Rams, greatest show on turf for one year. Then they, you know, the ownership ran the team into the ground so they can move it back to L.A. So I've I've been a Cowboy fan since the '80s. I've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and the real ugly. And we're just hoping to, you know, what do we all say? This year's our year, right? It's what everybody <laughs> it's said. Starting but, yeah, to sound so, like Raiders fans. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> real rough on them. Real rough this year. I I, I was a Raiders fan when it was really a Raiders team, Howie Long, you know, back in the day kind of stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. I know, don't come at me Raiders fans, but you know, it just, yeah. Howie Long in that era, that's when Raiders were Raiders. Now this right. Las Vegas thing, I don't know. To me, it's no <laughs> different than moving the Chargers from San Diego to LA. It's like, do you trying to Hollywoodize everybody? It just, you know, anyway, <laughs> that's, that's enough of that, but you know, but yeah. So, I mean, it could be, timeline okay so it could be once a week you may come three days a week you know we'll just set up the appointments for you and you're going to work once we have that 20 horse you know inventory you're going to work with that horse every time because we don't want you starting over with a new horse every time you you, you just won't get anywhere right so you know if you're going to work with Bo, Beau, Bo is going to be your horse every time you come out
0: outstanding so uh how long you guys been doing this
1: now uh, coming up middle of December. Yeah. I wow. can't believe we're almost at the end of the year already. Uh, six years. Wow. Yeah. Six years literally started with a dream and a legal pad. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know, old school writing stuff down. And, uh, my dad always taught me to keep a legal pad by the bed in case you get an idea in the middle of the night. I've had a lot of legal pads go a lot of nowhere. <laughs> and, <laughs> now, uh,
0: have you, uh, now how do you get a number of how many people have come through or, you know, like,
1: yeah. Um, I got a total up this year because this year was kind of crazy with with uh, people being able to get out, you know, traveling and what have you. Um, I mean, you know, I don't know what y'all are paying out there. We're paying for four sixty nine a gallon for diesel. Um, so so it, we're topping
0: you know, over six dollars a gallon now here in California. So, whew,
1: OK. Yeah. thought yeah. yeah. so I know, was bad. But yeah. So, so Having we, a truck
0: uh, out here is uh, bad.
1: Yeah. We, <laughs> we see on average five hundred to a thousand a year. And and we're running a sixty seven percent success rate on it, actually admitting some kind of PTS and coming back. Even more importantly, and saying what we're doing is helping. Uh, so we're we're proud of those numbers. We're doing that out of our house. We're, but it's a good lord and a horse. We don't you know we don't break our shoulder patting ourselves on the back. It's it's a good lord and horse to put all this together.
0: Right now, so you said uh, six years now. Uh, so you guys definitely had to go through the COVID time frame. Now, did you see? or experience any kind of trouble through that time frame.
1: What made it hard is not having our own piece of dirt and using other people's stuff. Uh, we're open, we're not open. We're open, we're not open, right. you know, kind of thing. Sure. Um, after a while, everybody just shut down. You know, even here in Florida, they shut down. We were one of the first to open, but they shut down. We created, we, so we pivoted, right? It went into the Zoom world of everybody. I'd been on five Zoom calls my whole life pre-COVID. Uh, now I'm on 15 a day some days and so we created a a, a warrior chat okay that's only now I would get on I'd introduce myself, I'd mute, turn off camera just say you know unless y'all got a question for us directly y'all say what you want to say don't make it personal because your experience may not be what somebody else's was right but just get stuff off your chest and um and then we started one for the families of warriors as well. Uh, where the spouses could get in, and and that was just the key because we did see alcoholism go up. Um, you know, you can't you can't lock down any area of society that may have any kind of mental issues and close down the local grocery store and your local barber, but you can go to Bob's Bourbon store, you know, and not have some issues, right? Um, that's where we started seeing the daily suicide rate spike was about smack in the middle of COVID and And so,, um, yeah, those were those were the challenges, but we pivoted and kept, you know, staying, you know, stand fast and and just keep trying to pivot into what can we do now to at least try and help until we can get back to doing what we were doing?
0: Yeah, I think you know that that time frame was rough for a lot of people. And you know, did you happen to notice? more mental health issues after that time frame as well uh, due to the fact that some people, you know, got locked up. I know some people probably don't mind about not having to go anywhere. Um, but, you know, I know in some cases it it wasn't really good. And I know for especially our, our young, the youth in particular, um, and I know that we're starting to see more and more cases of a lot of, uh, we're starting to see basically the output of all that. you know because all those kids are getting older now and uh now we're starting to see where they're having that disconnect the the anxiety
1: issues the um one in four kids during and post COVID have admitted some kind of suicidal tendencies um and the number's probably higher now but that's the last stat i saw um yeah i mean you lock a society down yeah we saw some mental health issues um you know our daughter went through that you know her sophomore year of high school Um, She was a competitive cheerleader and she got a concussion. Hmm. So that screwed up about the second half of her sophomore year. Then, boom, here we go into COVID, you know, and and when they finally got to go back to school, um, I I almost made a T-shirt, but I I couldn't dive into politics with the pod or with the with the nonprofit. But it was going to say COVID nose and it was going to say COVID and have a really big fat nose on it. Because COVID knew if you were going down the wrong arrow line of the grocery store, right? It knew if you were sitting down and eating, you could take off your mask. But if you stood up, you were going to die. Um, you know, they, they had these portables, right, at her school. And you couldn't go down this hallway because COVID knew. You know, you had to go all in. She has activity-induced asthma. So she had to go all the way out and around. And the extra five minutes they gave you, you were still running into the door late. So, yeah, we saw a lot of issues around that era. And now that they're out into the you know real world, they didn't have a chance to really experience anything. You know, the good stuff of high school, proms and homecomings and all kinds of stuff were canceled. Uh, football games canceled. I mean, you're sitting outside and everybody had to wear a mask at a football game. I personally didn't go. Um, but yeah, and we saw it in the veteran space, too. It You know, yeah, some of them just said, well, screw it. I'm just going to stay inside and lock down which made it worse because now your social interaction, even with your friends, you couldn't go. Um, A good advisor of ours, he's a uh, Medal of Honor recipient from Vietnam uh, out of the Navy. He's a corpsman. And um, uh, he fell about 14 feet off a ladder during COVID, had some fluid on his eye, jacked his elbow up. I mean, he was lucky to be alive. He's in his 70s. Um, You know, so just lucky to be alive. He couldn't go to the VA. The VA wouldn't let him come in. So when he could finally get in and go, they're like, man, we should have seen you six months ago. He's like, I'm going to come across the table at you guys. Right. I've been trying to come to you, you know, he was doing the old thing of, you know, in the military. And it, it was taught to me as well. 800 milligrams ibuprofen, you know, that pretty much cover anything.
0: Drink <laughs> some water and ibuprofen. Yeah, that's yeah much I got the, cancer. The
1: ibuprofen. I cut my <laughs> arm off ibuprofen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So, that's, yeah, we, we saw no a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, up until – because we're close to the Tampa VA. We're about 45 minutes from, and that's – my wife's dad was Army uh, 55 to 57. Wow. And so yeah. he goes to the Tampa VA. Up until probably around the first part of this year, you still had to wear a mask at the VA, and all the stuff was out there. Right, yeah. About how they were BS and didn't work, and it didn't slow the spread, and you actually were hurting yourself – breathing in your own exhaust, but still government run organization. I mean, don't get me wrong. Y'all vets out there. I know you've had some amazing experiences at the VA. Some people, if I gave you $10 million, you wouldn't go back. You know, there's a lot of amazing people within the VA, but it's still an overfunded, over mismanaged, over bloated government program. Right. I mean, there was an article on military.com about November of last year titled, you can't legislate away veteran suicide. And I was like, well, no shit, Sherlock, you know, <laughs> and, and they were they were talking about how the V.A.'s budget is now four hundred and fifty two billion dollars a year. And we still have a rising suicide problem. Well, it's because they treat everybody like, you know, you're a client and they're a lawyer. They're not your doctor. They're judging you from the minute you come in and they say, how are you doing? You go, I'm fine, having a great day. How about you? They're writing that in your chart. So you go talk to your doctor about your issues and goes, well, it says here in your chart, you're having a great day. You know, I mean, it's sad, but my dad tells me all the time, sadly, the government wants you to die quickly because it's less money they got to spend on you because veterans are expendable. They used you up for the amount of time you were willing to give them. Or if he got drafted, you know, for Vietnam, my dad, it was choice or chance. Uh, You know, he dropped a couple college classes. He went 1A and he's like, you know, sorry, you know, Marines, I'm not going in the Marine Corps. They're not throwing me in the Army. So they went down to the Navy recruiter. And, you know, they said uh, uh, the year prior, they went to his brother's naval graduation in Michigan in December. So he's like, oh, I don't want to be a part of that. And there was a new program out at the time. And they said, where's boot camp? And, you know, hey, recruiters will never lie to you, right? They go, sunny San Diego, son. And he's like, sign me up. And it was, uh, he said, son, that was some of the coldest water I'd ever experienced in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it just um, quite honestly, there shouldn't be a nonprofit organization for veterans. The government should do what they said they're going to do, but it's the government. We know they're not. There shouldn't be us. There shouldn't be a Wounded Warrior Project, Tunnel to Towers, you know, and, and name them, right? I mean, Gary Sinise Foundation, there shouldn't be any of us. But because the government doesn't do what they say they're going to do, that's why we are here and we're proud to be here. Uh, you know, we say we serve the ones that served us all. I mean, I we couldn't be sitting here having this podcast today you know, if the greatest generation of World War II didn't go over, we'd be speaking Japanese and or German or the right. Queen's English if somebody didn't sign up all the way back then to go fight, you know? So I mean, we're proud to be here and do what we do and, and uh, you know, serve all the great folks that sacrificed really everything for us.
0: Absolutely, man, and I appreciate that. Um, is there any last thing that you would like to say to any you know anybody out there about the veterans ranch that maybe you forgot to say?
1: I don't know. I'm pretty wordy. Um, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, you know, just check us out, please. Um, you know, we do need the help. I mean, you know, it's it. None of us people get into, you know, well, how much do you make? What's your salary? I can tell you right now, none of the founders have taken a salary in almost six years. We lost two businesses during COVID. My wife eventually went back to work. My dad went back to work. This is what I do twenty four seven. We're going to need to pay ourselves something eventually, uh, but not like what you see these big dog organization. I don't need $700,000 to run a nonprofit. Uh, but we do need your help. We ask if you can go to the website, pledge at least $19 a month. You know, a little does go a long way. Um, you know, if I get, you know, I'll give you an example. If I get 150 people that make that $19 a month pledge, that that covers more than you I mean, it's like 30,000 a month. That That covers a whole lot of stuff. You know, a whole lot of stuff because you got to the word cheap and horse folks never go hand in hand. A fool and his money are closer to come together than cheap and horse. Right. Um, You know, even these donated horses. Right. That we're getting. I got to pay the boarding fees in Utah before I can get them to where I need them to go. Cost money. Vet bills cost money. Farriers. You know, you get you trim your nails about every six weeks. You got to pay to do that for a horse, a dentist every six months. So, you know, God forbid they get sick. Okay. And then, then those vet bills get really expensive. So, um, so we just ask you help where you can, we know things are tight, gas is up, food's up, rent's up, everything's up. But if you, if you go out more than once a month to, you know, the family with pizza and, you know, spend 50, 60 bucks on fast food that isn't worth it, save your heart and your waistline and give $19 a month to the veterans ranch, you know, we'll do better with it than, than uh, the golden arch as well. <laughs>
0: yeah well uh like i said man i really appreciate you coming on talking about this stuff um you know it is it is unfortunate that there has to be so many different organizations out there but it is necessary you know what i mean we we have noticed that and it does help it's better to you know i say it all the time it's better to be that ledge to the group than that slide you know what i mean and and give someone something to grab on and pull themselves up out of something. Um, you know, and that, you know, every 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 nonprofit out there, every organization out there that's, you know, devoted themselves to, you know, make a better, you know, situation, you, it's a selfless act that each and one of you guys are doing. And uh, it takes a lot of time, you know, and I do I do know that. Even just, you know, running a podcast show, there's a lot to it, but you know, imagine running a ranch and, and having to have animals and, and, and people that can be like animals, <laughs> you know what I mean? But um it's amazing. And it's great to have a lot of uh, people out there because uh there's a lot of us that need it out there as well. So 20, um, 20
1: million vets, see to shining sea uh just between Florida and Texas, almost 4 million of that number. So and I know California's got a ton, even though, you know, y- y'all are having the great exodus to Florida and Texas. So, your, your numbers are yeah, right, all over
0: the place, man. They're moving, you know, to Idaho, They're everywhere. Colorado,
1: Idaho, Montana. Yeah, yeah,
0: shoot, if I could get out of here, I would too. But I got kids that <laughs> I got to stay here. But, uh, all yeah. right, we're going to go ahead and uh, get on to the next part of the show. This is kind of where we have some fun. And uh, here we go. What do Let's get hypothetical! Stop!
1: Stop! Where did that rat come from? He must have brought it in with him. (laughs) Damn it!
0: Man, is he dumb. Where do they get these subjects?
1: He's a little too well-fed to be a wino. Hey, what's that? Zoom in on section eight.
0: Rotate 20 degrees.
1: <sighs> Mr. Simpson, I'm afraid you have a crayon lodged in your brain. There's a crayon
0: in my brain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, you know, us Marines, we love our crayons. So uh, we're going to take every time, opportunity we get. All right, guys. Hey, uh, anybody out there? If you are interested and you would like to jump on with us on to the next segment, which we do hypotheticals, where we read crazy questions and uh, see what you feel like. But if you like to join us, there it is. It is uh, in the comment section if you scroll up. Should be somewhere in there. Start out, but uh, like to join us. But the first question. All right, JR, it's just you and I. So we got to make it through this. How are we going to do it? Let's see. Here we go. Would you take something that removes your body's need for sleep if it was given to you?
1: Ooh. Man, I already drink two pots of coffee a day. So how to answer that? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it depends on what the side effects would be, right? If you didn't have to sleep, what are the side effects? But on its face, yeah.
0: You think you so you would uh, stay up all day, twenty four seven?
1: I work about a seventeen hour day as it is right now, so what the hell?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, damn, I don't know if I would or not because that that's a hell of a long time to just have. Sometimes you know, to, to, to it's nice to have that shutdown time. You know what I mean? Uh, time to kind of get away. You know, I, I don't remember sh- shit from Shinoli whenever I go to sleep, uh, what my dream was. I know my wife would be like, you were you were having a crazy dream last night, was I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Thank> you, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. What was I saying? Like yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, man, okay, well, yeah, I don't know. I think for me, I I do, I do. Even though I only get, like, maybe four four sl- solid hours of sleep, you know, six, but just even during that time, I feel like it's great. And then when I wake up, it's like, all right, I'm ready to do it again. You know, I'm not one that's like, um, once I get those four to six hours, I'm I'm recharged. It's just like I just need that. Yeah, but if I like don't a, get that, like I do feel nap, sluggish. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, all right, and then I'm good. You yeah. know, it's crazy. Sometimes after I wake up, after, like, that little four – six-hour stint, I'll feel like I'm just ready to go. I always wake up. It's I wake up during the, the ghost hours, like 2 or 3 in the morning, and uh I'll just be ready to go, you know? And I'm like, shit, how guys, this is a little too early right now. You know what I mean? Like, uh so I try to go back to sleep, and I'll notice I go back to sleep and then wake up, and I'm just like, oh, I don't feel that energized, you know, from, like, knocking out for another hour.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You get back into that deep sleep and then you get up. Like it, it happened to me today. I woke up at three o'clock. Like it was raring to go. I'm like, I could do something, but then I'm done with my day by noon, you know, and I got stuff to do yeah. today. So I got yeah, I laid back down till about six and I was definitely not as energized as I was at three.
0: Yeah. It's crazy how that works, man. For sure. All right. Here we go with another one. Here we go. Would you take a one way trip to mars no that means you're not coming back no yeah i mean ne- me neither there's just not enough out there right now
1: Nah, because i'm an 80s kid the song final countdown just came into my head as soon as you said that and, <laughs> and uh, i'm thinking you know venus or something you know we're headed for venus but mars no
0: yeah yeah so if yeah you want to go
1: to where it's hot as hell you just go to north texas in the summer or arizona i don't need to go to mars
0: <laughs> yeah no nah, i'm good Yeah, I went to the Middle East. That was really hot over there. Yeah,
1: that's a heat I've never experienced and don't really care to. Yeah, yeah.
0: 136 was my hottest I ever experienced. But, Mm. you know, you can just wonder why people out there are so It's dry heat. (laughs) Uh, Not when you, uh, you know, in Kuwait, it was a little bit more of a dry heat. But uh, Iraq, it was a lot more humid. Mm. Uh, But uh, it... And and it wasn't as hot in Iraq, I felt like, as it wasn't Kuwait. Kuwait was... I know why them guys are pissed off. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like, fuck. (laughs) You live out somewhere long enough like that, you'd be pissed off, too. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I do live in the desert, but that is the epitome of a desert. Like, you know, like that stuff that you see on the movies, like this, the the... you know, the, here comes the sandstorms and stuff like that. Yeah, the like big dunes and you know? the sandstorms. Yeah, storm, well, yeah. that shit really happens, man. It is a no joke with them sandstorms and not fun. All right. Would you rather have to say anything that comes to mind all the time or never anything to say at all?
1: Ooh. Man, that depends on the scenario.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking on that one too.
1: Yeah, because it, it there are times where no words are better than you know, than than words. But and there are times where just you got to go with your gut and just lay it out there. I, I'm gonna take you, I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm gonna play Switzerland on that one and just go down the middle at fifty fifty. I can, I can't decide one way or the other on that one.
0: I think at the end of the day, I would rather you know be able to talk because I, I i i i'm opinionated you know I'm, I'm opinionated as hell man so i'm sure my wife would probably wish that i would shut the hell up <laughs> Same. <laughs> you know what i mean but you, you know i do got a lot of opinions on shit but uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> you gotta it is what it is. That's what I'm trying to tell her. Like, babe, you know, yeah. hey, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> she's like, hey, you get what's off your soapbox now. <laughs> and that's my buddy Jason Steiner over at Hero Stock. Uh, that was a great uh, thing that we got to do in Nebraska. He brought together over uh, 40 different nonprofits and profits, just like a, a whole bunch of different organizations, uh, m- veteran musicians, all that stuff. It was a great event it was in nebraska and uh definitely going to be more of those to come in the future um and uh be awesome if you guys show up to hero stock and and you know talk about what you guys got going on over there as well hey facebook user what's going on yo 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 who we got going on you know how they do it whoa woo. hero stock is a good time that was uh i mean honestly Events like that are just great. Anytime you bring together a whole bunch of veterans, it just, it turns out to be an amazing time. Let's practice mysterious and wise. Only speaking when I have something powerful to say. What's going on, cousin? That's my cousin, Nick. What's going on, buddy? Welcome in, cuz. Oh, and Tonto, what's up, Tonto? Everybody coming in and saying what up? All right. We're uh, just doing our little hypothetical time here. All right. Much love. Much love to you, too, cuz. Appreciate you always stopping by. All right. Here we go. If you had the chance, would you want to be pain-free for the rest of your life? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah.
1: I I never wore the uniform. Okay. But I can, I, you know, played football. I did competitive bodybuilding. I played hockey. Um, So I understand from that perspective, the ankles, knees, and hips that, you know, the problems that y'all get carrying rucks as heavy as you guys were, you know, when you, when you wore the uniform or not or heavier. Um, And yeah, in a car accident where I got rear ended driving a 95 Mustang sitting dead still at about 40 mile an hour. Yeah, my my L two and L three would love to not have that happen. You know, yeah.
0: So you know the the weird part would be, I guess. Um, obviously, in that situation, your body is going to do what it's going to do. So if you if you hurt bad enough, you're going to die. So I guess for me, I'll play the other side of a little bit of this is the thing that I would be a little bit on the concern side is. Man, imagine how many fingers or something you you would end up with later on. I mean, you would literally learn the skill. Who would be the skilled ones? You know, the ones that all still got all their, their body parts. And, you know, like, oh, well, he ain't doing very good at this uh, can't feel pain stuff, you know? <laughs>
1: Hey, I'm sorry. I think we need to take all the warning labels off of hair dryers and just thin out the herd for the stupid <laughs> ones, okay? You can't figure out that a hair dryer plugged in and on does not go into a sink of water. You know what? It, natural selection just might need to happen. Well, yeah, you I'm- know,
0: do you, you know as you say that, I'll touch on it. it it's hilarious to me how much everything has warning labels now, you know what I mean? How much everything requires warning labels. And I know, you know, probably the eighties kids, we probably have a little bit of something to do with it. You know, we're having some fun.
1: We have the, we have, we're the reason we put, you know, warning labels on CDs. Okay. I mean,
0: you know, we, if you didn't bust your nuts on the the bicycle, you weren't born in the eighties,
1: you know? Right. (laughs) If you didn't go flying off the, you know, the world thing and, you know, it was made out of rookie metal (laughs) in the playground, Uh, you know, if you didn't, if your friend didn't launch you off the seesaw the other way, yeah, we were just brought up different.
0: Yeah, you know, or uh, you were uh, spun in circle violently by a chain that was uh, hooked up to a tire. And your fucking cousin or something, you try to stop that thing and it just... (laughs) man oh man i have some great and we're all here when we're
1: helmets and elbows and knee pads and right you know and all that crap we, and we drank from the garden hose and we're still freaking here
0: what you don't like making toast in the bath breakfast <laughs> 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 you no know, no Now i do need that warning label on that thing because that probably no. you know that would be a thing we're all in there like hmm, let me put my toaster so i can uh get my toast going so when i get out of the Bath,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there are sometimes hold my beer does not turn out well, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll tell you, man, it is that's funny that you know, uh, our error definitely we uh had some fun, we played outside a lot, you know what I mean. And thank uh, god
1: there were no cell phone cameras to document it at the time.
0: Oh man, just so in so many things, like even I was thinking about it, geez. If, when we were going through the military back in those days, the the footages that would have been out and about would have been just really bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's a good thing we just didn't have these kind of things to uh, incriminate us. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure.
0: All right, so here we go. Which famous person's body would you take over if you were a zombie? This is an interesting
1: one. See, my my guy's already dead, but if I had to pick an alive guy, Schwarzenegger. If I could pick a dead guy, yeah. John Wayne.
0: John Wayne, okay.
1: Can you imagine John Wayne coming back as a zombie just fucking with everybody? Let me eat your brains there, Pilgrim. <laughs> 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 what up, Tonto? Yeah,
0: man, I don't, it's because there's something you got to go in and check on something. I don't even know what it does. It's something that StreamYard... You have to go grant them access to have your name on there. It's kind of crap. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, man, I think for me, body-wise, body-wise, I would say, gosh dang, it would have to be probably like a, I'm trying to think like a big old football player, I would have to say, you know, I would want to be in someone's body so I could be, you know, playing in the NFL one day. Um, no. My wife's over here, Travis Kelsey, just because she likes Taylor Swift now. And now everybody knows Travis Kelsey, you know, because of this, you know, she showed up to a game. <laughs> but anyways, nah, Um, honestly, I think – Oh man, I don't know. It would be like a Roman Bill Romanowski or someone that's like a hardcore linebacker. I, I love linebackers, you know what I mean? And uh, that is yeah, when what I say I
1: Schwarzenegger, I'm, I'm talking the 1975. No, I know, Golden man. And that dude, yeah,
0: with the yeah, yeah, just, yeah, you know. I know, man. That dude Let's was stacked on stack. Ball, you know. <laughs> he's like don't worry about it i use the steroids yeah i I destroyed his uh accident but
1: (laughs) i don't think anybody can do it really well
0: i'm not a good accent person man i I destroy (laughs) everybody's accents real quick um all right here we go what would be your first reaction be if i told you that you had failed how would you react to if i said you failed
1: that goes in stages for me personally really does um opposition which generally leads to violent opposition you know you just go right that bullshit i didn't fail yeah um and then honestly just get to some kind of self-evidency to where you move on into learning you know what am i doing next you know how how do i do it better next time you know kind of thing that I again tons of sports I played tons of sports you know three state football championships and we won that because we would learn right you know if you if you didn't make that tackle how do I make that tackle next time you can get pissed at yourself but don't hold on to it yep you know get pissed let it go use it as fuel do better next time
0: yeah same here I was always in sports I wrestled played football um you know all that stuff so you know Constructive criticism criticism is a, a must when you play sports and you gotta mm-hmm. be able to handle it. Um is it is it easy? No. So like, you know, I think my first initial is when someone tells me I failed and in my eyes I think I didn't. I'm gonna f- what the you know, I'm gonna Yeah, that's like, it. I'm gonna broaden up a little bit, bro. Like, yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> it's just gonna perk up, baby, you know, like huh? You know, what do you mean? What you you know? Yeah. In, and at this point in time, I'm hoping you got some, you know, evidence real quick, because if you're shipping, sh- you know, uh, shoot from the hip, <laughs> we're about to have a showdown real quick. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But other than, I mean, you know, I think it's good to be able to handle um, telling somebody you failed, you know, it, it's hard because uh, when you're in the military failure is really not an option because a lot of times when you fail someone dies or the mission doesn't get accomplished and something you know there's basically a bad outcome that comes from it um but you know I think that it's 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 necessary for us to hear when we do fail so that way we know what we're failing and how can we do better the next time and that's that's the difference between some people is how do you actually, handle that kind of talk you know what i mean yeah.
1: it is the rocky it is the rocky line right you know life hits hard but it's how hard you get you know do you get back up do you take another swing you know yeah. it, it, in the military i hear the i hear the phrase all the time and and i love it i've adopted it you know as something personal as you're never out of the fight don't check yourself out of the fight i mean that kind of circles back to what we do right don't check yourself out of the fight. Don't drink that fifth of Jack a day. Don't put that 45 in your mouth. Don't, you know, leave your wife and kids just cause you you're too proud to hang on to, you know, what you need to fix and whatever. So, yeah, I mean, take everything as a learning moment and move forward, you know? Cause I mean, that's, that's why the windshield's bigger than the rear view mirror, right? right? Screw what's behind you move forward.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And, that's uh, you know, the more that you, uh, allow stuff to pull you back, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna stop you from maximizing and being the person that you can be or doing what you are capable of doing. You know, yeah,
1: everybody's capable of so much more than what they think they're capable of doing. Don't let them outside influences. There's, there's a book series. I'll put it out there. It's called the Rhino series. They're only about, you know, yay thick. And, um, you know, it's a three series deal and it's about being as tough as a rhino. The rhino is one of the toughest animals in the jungle because it's skin so thick, not much penetrates it. So let the rockets bounce off. Sometimes your own family, right? Ah, you can't do that. That's a shitty idea. Somebody tells me it's a shitty idea. I'm at least giving it a 60% shot because there's a better chance. Not they're wrong. And they just don't want me to do it. Right. Yep. So, I mean, you know, just move That's- forward Do it. If you're wrong, go with your gut, learn from it, tweak it, do something else. I mean, with what we're doing now, six years in, we've learned so much more and we're doing so many more things with so many more people than what the original idea was. Right. But right. if I was closed off to that and just going, no, guys, this is, you know, just the original idea. That's all we can do. I wouldn't be here talking to you today.
0: Yep. Exactly. Yep. I mean, you know, and that's the thing too. You know, I, a lot of times we become herd like folks. And we just tend to go with the crowd or go with what we hear sometimes and don't realize, wait a second, maybe maybe I need to go do this, some research on my own, you know what I mean? Because maybe I've been drinking the, the wrong Kool-Aid all along, you know, because I mean, uh, I'll tell you, there's a few things that, that make me say what I'm saying. It's because I've kind of been down that path. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? I've been we down can't the be path sheeple. myself. We, nope, you can't, you you, can't you be can. sheeple. You you know, Cody Jenks has got a song that says there's a black and a white wolf in me and I live by which one I feed and, and, you know, be the wolf, eat somebody's face off. Who cares? Just go. You know, don't be an asshole, but just go be you go do what you feel passionate about doing F everybody else. That's just how I that's just how I live. And some people can't take that from me. But again, us Gen Xers, you know, our give a damn button was busted and broke out of the wall a long time ago. <laughs> it's just, I turned 51 in December. I really don't care what you think of me personally.
0: Right. You
1: and know. once you
0: get to that level, it is so much more liberating in life, man. I mean, you know, once you start realizing like, hey, you know, I, I'm living for myself, yeah. you know what I mean? And and there's a, there's a part of you that gots to be a little selfish at times. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: and because I'm, I'm all about saying yes, I'll overextend myself to anybody just so I can help. And I'm again, I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back. It's just how I was raised, right? Help right. if you can. Sure. But sometimes, man, you just gotta say, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna stay in and have a beer tonight because I just need the the me time, if you will. You know, no, i so sit back and watch the Cowboy Channel for a few hours and have a beer and then just pass out on the couch. You know. Yep. There's
0: absolutely nothing wrong with it, and I think it's important. I think it's important for mental health, you know, and some people, you know, they, I love my kids, but you need breaks from your kids too. times, you know what I mean? They're just, there's a healthy part of it, you know, and they need to, they need breaks away from you too. Yeah. You know, they need to learn what it's like to be away from you and yeah. that there's people out there that aren't always going to be so, you know, loving or caring like you are you know and they got to be a, 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 a alarmed and aware of what's going on if we just sit there and we coddle everybody it's going to well, be a ru- you know a weird Generations
1: learning now you know they're getting out yeah. our daughter's 19 she lives out on her own in a different state of, you know for her privacy i'm not saying where but she lives in a different state but yeah she grew up in that covet era of They wanted to coddle you and care about your feelings and safe spaces and safety pins and everything else. And, you know, the phrase suck it up, buttercup, she hated it, but it was very well used in my house. And, you know, I would just look at her after a while and say, honey, Yoda, you know, she go, shut up, dad. You know, you can't try. Just go do it. You know, and and yeah, the world ain't peaches, roses and frickin fluffy bunnies.
0: And that's okay. you know what's funny is I got a 19-year-old daughter too. And uh she's uh, on her second year of college and uh I got to say um she really made me proud during that time. She ended up getting two different jobs, her grades were outstanding, you know, she didn't just sit home and you know go hang out with friends and go party. She made the best out of it. Got herself into a college, you know what I mean? So um i was glad to see that but then my son
1: (laughs) (laughs) son. (laughs) you know
0: my son who's uh, you know not far behind her um uh can't really say the same for him um but you know he he's he's on the flip side of it all so i've watched two different iterations of go through this whole thing and how it affected each each personality yeah so to speak because uh you know that is one thing you can have three four kids in the same home but the personalities can be different from one to two to three to four. You know what I mean? It just, you, you're not going to have a cookie cut of all kids and they're all going to be the same. Exactly. But yeah. um, all right, man. Well, uh, that's about it for the show today. Is there any last words, you know, to anybody out there that we want to say before you get off?
1: You know, just appreciate you having us on here today. Uh, a, Absolutely. A big thank you to all your fans out here watching. Um, look us up support us, uh, you know, give, if you can give share always, um, you know, you never know who knows who, uh, but you know, to everybody, you know, we do say, you know, thank you for your service and the whole family. Cause the whole family wears a uniform that not everybody can see. And, uh, you know, I know that's an overused phrase these days, but we put our money where our mouth is and put the nuts behind it to, uh, put some serious meaning there. So we love y'all for that. And, um, you know, we just thank you. And, I look forward to talking to y'all again soon and hopefully seeing y'all face-to-face one of these days. I'll give you one of them big Dale Earnhardt (laughs) hugs.
0: Hell yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you, like I said, coming on and taking the time to talk. It's uh, a pleasure.
1: Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir.
0: All right, friends and fam. Well, that wraps up another Wacky Wednesdays. Uh, Before I go, I'd like to say thank you to everybody who stopped by and uh, said hello. There's uh, Eric Mello. From the Contagion Effect show, we got Donald Dunn from Two Drunk dudes in a Gun Room. Stop by. We had uh, Hero Stock, my buddy Jason Steiner, my cousin came through and said hello, and my buddy Tonto uh, came on through. So, hey guys, I uh, appreciate each and every you guys taking the time to watch us. Um, once again, go check out the Veterans Ranch. Um, got a Facebook page over there. Go join them over there on the Veterans Ranch as well as go check out their website, theveteransranch.org. And also, if you guys would like to be on the show sometime, give me an email, every day is a Saturday, 365 at yahoo.com. Again, every day is a Saturday, 365 at at yahoo.com, if I could talk. (laughs) Um, But all right, until next time, mm um.